Welcome back to another listening party with me, Jeff. All right, so we've done two Samhain releases thus far. I think it would be crazy not to finish the rest of the discography, so we're just going to go through them. Today is Initium, and we'll finish off with November Coming Fire at some point. I mean, so, like, where to start? There's... <laughs> All right, I mean, I guess start with the Misfits breaking up. The Misfits break up, right? Misfits break up in... October of 1983. Although, especially as of recent, I think we've decided that the misfits were not necessarily intending to break up. So in addition to a tour of Germany, there were local shows planned. The misfits were not going to break up folks. They were not going to break up. They only, they broke up because of how bad Greystone hall went. It seems that when Glenn Danzig says what he says, he, he stops, he says, happy Halloween. <laughs> then he says this is the last show that that was a very impromptu thing let me correct that actually it was an impromptu thing that had been building slowly over time glenn was very dissatisfied with what the misfits had become i guess would be the best way to say it Hardcore becomes the rage. The misfits start speeding everything up. The songs get lost in the mix. There's no melody anymore. It's it's barking, you know, like a great example. Look at Attitude in 1983 versus Attitude in 1978. breakneck speed the type of melody inspired by doo-wop amongst other things needs more space to breathe that's very hard to accomplish with hardcore although i think a band like hour of the wolf r.i.p did a phenomenal job of fusing black flag earth ad along with melodic vocals we actually have to step back a little bit further because in 1981 Glenn writes this song called Archangel for Dave Vanian of the Damned. And then that's its own topic, too. You know, Glenn and the Misfits sort of infatuation with the Damned, both as an influence and otherwise. So much so that Danzig felt inspired to write a song for Vanian, which is interesting in and of itself, because 
Glenn is a frontman singer. So why is a frontman singer writing another song for a frontman singer? Or is Archangel supposed to be a song for the damned or is it just supposed to be a song for Dave Vanian? Dave Vanian hasn't gone solo yet. So Glenn is wants to. So is this Glenn trying to approach Dave Vanian with a solo song for a solo record? This is also around the time of Who Killed Marilyn when Glenn Danzig did his own solo seven inch. And Who Killed Marilyn is an important juncture because this is the first time that Glenn's like, maybe I'll do something that's separate from the Misfits. I mean, why not just call it the Misfits, even if Glenn's recording all four instruments? Clearly, there's supposed to be some sort of differentiation there. Maybe Glenn thought, hey, I'm going to do a, a solo project separate from the Misfits. Although musically, Who Killed Marilyn and Spook City USA both very much fit in the Misfits canon. So then at some point, actually, we really could look it up real quick. Let's see if we can find it. Once again, going to the epic tomb that is Misfits Central, a.k.a. the Misfits book. We take a look to see when things were recorded. First, we got to go to the, let's see here, recording sessions. Let's go to 1981. So now, now this begs the question, when is Archangel, what are the Misfits doing at the time that Glenn decides to do Archangel on the side? And the answer is nothing. The last time the Misfits would be in the studio before Glenn comes back to do Archangel is for the songs that would have made up 12 Hits from Hell. That was back in from August to September of 1980. Those are the sessions that feature both Bobby Steele and Doyle on them. So now, almost six months later, Glenn returns to the studio. It's Mixolydian Studios in Booton, New Jersey. It's just Glenn and it's just Jerry. No Doyle, no Googie. Glenn plays drums, guitar, and vocals. Jerry only plays the bass. And here's what Misfit Central says about it. According to interviews with Glenn Danzig, Steve Zing, and Al Pike, Archangel was recorded by Danzig and Jerry only at Mixolydian Studio in 1981. Dave Vanian of The Damned was supposed to join them in the studio later to add his own vocal track replacing Danzig's when this did not happen Danzig abandoned the song until August of 1983 when he overdubbed new tracks with Sam Hain for a release on Initium the Misfits version is longer than the later Sam Hain recording with less rhythm guitar and additional choruses after the guitar solo unlike the Sam Hain version it comes to a complete ending and does not fade out it has never been released I don't know if that's true. I think maybe I, sometimes I always hear people like, oh, this is the version. And then I listen to it. It doesn't sound any different. So I don't really know. So Glenn's vocals at the time were scratch vocals. What are scratch vocals? These are vocals that are used to guide the song or whatever. But then at some later point in time, they're going to be replaced with proper different vocals. And that's another interesting thing to note. The Misfits are still going on and Glenn is in the studio in August of 83 working on Archangel. So there was some sort of intended Sam Hain side project. Was it going to be called Sam Hain at that point in time? I don't know. It's possible that much like, you know, pre-Misfits, Glenn is just sort of doing a lot of different things, trying to figure out what's going to be and not not sure what is going to stick. Glenn is jamming with Steve. There are all these instrumental tracks of just of just Steve and Glenn 
Glenn's playing guitar. Steve is playing drums. They're doing blast beat sort of stuff. Maybe um, other stuff is more like country and there's no vocals and there's no bass. How did Brian Baker and Lyle and the rest for Minor Threat fit into that exactly? Well, I think they came later. I don't know. I honestly don't know the exact the chronology of that is a little. I guess they did come later, right? So here's the other theory then. Maybe Archangel is in fact a solo Glenn Danzig song with a guest vocal by Dave Vanian. Glenn getting guests, you know, I mean, that happens a lot. You have a solo album, you have guest spots on your solo album. Maybe Dave Vanian is supposed to be that guest spot. But here's something else that's pretty interesting. We were talking before about how Glenn Danzig released a solo seven inch Glenn Danzig Who Killed Marilyn. Well, that was recorded in April of 1981, a month after they had done Archangel. Uh, let me see. Halloween two. OK, so that's the 81. I think that's when Glenn gets the idea of, to use Sam Hain as a band name. At some point, he sees he sees Halloween sometime in 81 or 82, Halloween 2, and it's like, what? What is Sam Hain? Is it possible that Archangel, along with Who Killed Marilyn, along with Spook City USA, and perhaps some other songs would have eventually made up a LP of some kind of Glenn Danzig solo material separate from The Misfits? When Glenn went into Mixolydian studio to do who killed Marilyn and Spook City, USA. George Germain, the mysterious Misfits benefactor, he was the engineer. Glenn produced it, and Glenn played all the instruments on it. What it says in the notes is Glenn Danzig recorded these two songs, which are often mistaken for Misfits recordings for his solo release because the Misfits had no plans to release their versions. He used a Prophet 5 keyboard for effects. But this is a giant aside. The point is... Archangel and Who Killed Marilyn and Spook City USA all happen in the same time period. Now let's fast forward to 1983. It's August. The Misfits are still together. They played the Santa Monica Civic Center, whatever it's called. Supposedly, Glenn Danzig has said to Henry Rollins, hey, I'm leaving the Misfits or I'm done. I'm done with the Misfits. But yet. The Misfits are going to release Earth AD. The Misfits are supposed to do a, a tour of Germany. And as of recently, thanks to Tanner, we know that the Misfits had local shows booked in the month of November and maybe even December of 1983. And yet still, here he is. Maybe Jerry knows about it. Maybe Jerry doesn't. He's back in the studio. This time he's at Real Platinum. Bob Alec is the engineer, and he's brought Al Pike from Reagan Youth in to play bass. At this August 1983 session, Danzig added background vocal tracks and an additional bass drum track, and Al Pike recorded a new bass track directly over Jerry's original. Mike Gotilla, Mike Gotilla, is it Gotilla or Gotilla? I don't know. Sorry, Mike, for butchering your last name. Added keyboards. And then later on at the beginning of 1984, Erie would lend his own bass tracks. So even with Earth AD coming out, even with Die, Die, My Darling on the horizon, is this supposed to be a second Glenn Danzig 7-inch, or is this the side project? What is this? What is Archangel supposed to be? There's no mention of Archangel when they're recording Earth AD. There's no, there's no talk about, hey, let me take some of these Sam Hain songs. When Glenn is deciding what's going to go on Earth AD, he's not going, hmm, should I put Archangel on there too? 
would Archangel have fit? Where would it have gone? If anything, I guess I would make that the ending track. A month later, in September of 1983, we find Glenn Danzig in Steve Zing's bedroom. Steve Zing lived right next to where Jerry and Doyle lived in Lodi, um, uh, off of Grove Street. He lived in an apartment complex. He used to hang out on the roof. We've all heard this story. He hangs out on the roof. He likes to listen to the Misfits rehearse. Um, he's there. He's hanging out with Glenn. They have a four track cassette recorder and they're working on this track called Initium. Initium is and we all know what Initium is, right? It's a spoken word track. Here are the notes for the background sounds. Steve played a bass through a tape echo effect, recording it at a faster speed, playing it back at normal speed, slowed the recording down, creating the gloomy atmosphere of the song. Danzig then overdubbed his vocals. The song was later spliced into the Initium album master tape. So who knows if this was actually meant to be on Sam Hain? at that time it could have just been a an interesting bedroom recording experiment and the reason why we might think that is because it's done in a bedroom on a four track cassette recorder instead of in the studio with the rest of the album so then in november of 1983 the misfits are broken up from november of 1983 to january of 1984 the misfits are already broken up at this point once again glenn danzig and steve zing go into the studio to record four tracks. Glenn plays bass, guitar, keyboards, and vocals. Steve Zing does background vocals and drums. The engineer is Bob Aleka. The studio is once again, real platinum. They do Sam Hain, all murder, all guts, all fun. He who cannot be named and the howl. So when you look at the recording sessions, you can kind of piece together what's happening. By the way, do I actually know? I don't. I'm just, this is all just fun conjecture. Things start off as a fun bedroom recording. Cool. This is working out. Let's go to the studio now. Now they're in the studio. Now it's January of 1984. And the lineup is pretty solidified here, right? You have Erie Vaughn on bass. You have Steve Zing on drums. You have Glenn doing guitar, keyboards, and vocals. You got Mike Gatilla, 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 once again doing keyboards, and you have Lyle from Minor Threat doing lead guitar. They go back in and they record Black Dream, Macabre, Horror Business, and The Shift. So now there are nine songs total. Notes, these songs were completed and mastered by May 15th, 1984. Erie began playing bass with the band in January of 1984 when he overdubbed Danzig's bass tracks. Danzig paid Mike Gatia $150 to play the chimes portion on his Yamaha DX7 keyboard. Song one is the chimes version of Archangel, only available on the Initium test pressing. It lacks background vocals and was later remixed in July of 1984. The demo version of Black Dream without chimes was played over the radio in March of 1984. This was right around the time when they're promoting that Rock Hotel show, the very first Sam Hain show, and it's only available on bootlegs. You're going to be at the, uh, the Rock Hotel was it next Saturday. And who, who are the other bands? Hellbent. Uh, Hellbent and Why Die from Philly, who are a really good band. So uh, check that out, Rock Hotel, next Saturday. We're going to be giving away some posters, right? Yeah, we got posters from the show. They're real big, silkscreen, um, like 30 by 24s. So if you call in... Two on two. Such as Black Dream. 
Songs three, four, and six were purposely sped up one half step. That's all murder, all guts, all fun. He who cannot be named and black dream. And it's super weird to think that those songs were recorded even slower than how they sound on the recording. During mixing, all songs were stored on Betamax digital tape, which is pretty hardy, I would imagine, at the time. So now in July of 1984, after discovering that the Initium test pressing lacked the background vocals in Archangel, Danzig remixed the song once again, removing the chimes and including background vocals instead. He then spliced it into the album's master tape. Now, what's interesting is they recorded all of these songs at the beginning of the year, but already by October, they're back in the studio working on Unholy Passion and all those songs. Because you have to remember, Sam Hain is only around for three years. How many bands can you think of that only put out one album in three years, let alone two albums, an EP, and various other studio outtakes? So the other thing that is interesting and what you really have to remember is when you think technically, even though Lyle plays lead guitar on some tracks, Glenn Danzig is the main guitar player. So you really have to think of the Sam Hain that's on Initium as kind of like a power trio in a weird sort of way. I mean, look no further than the album cover, which features Eerie, Steve and Glenn covered in horse blood. That's right. It's actually horse blood. One of the best album covers of all time. The Sam Hain uh, Initium cover. Mm-hmm. That's real horse blood. Yeah. Okay. What the like? What the fuck? How does that? How does that go down? What you're in Glenn's basement. Glenn goes, guys, we're gonna put up. We're gonna cover ourselves in horse blood. This is pre the blood shows, right? You haven't done the blood shows yet, right? So, so what? It was a very messy day. I could tell you that. <laughs> but like, what does he just? Does he? He took the photo himself, right? So uh, he set the he set the the camera up, and my friend Joe Olivetti, um, who uh, actually roadied for Sam Hain and, and drove for us around the country, um, and sold merchandise and basically did everything. Uh, actually, was one of the singers of Morning Noise too. Um, he uh, he snapped the photo after Glenn set the shot up, but uh, yeah, so wow. Yeah. And, good but, times, I mean, but you're just like, but but I don't understand. Glenn comes up to me, he's like, he's like, Steve, Erie, put put this horse blood on you, and you're just like, all right, let's do it. It was <laughs> uh, like I said, it was a very messy day. It was, you know, there was a newspaper all over Glenn's house leading right. up to the shower, which we all had to take right after because it was all right. over the place. And then his wow. father made his pasta, so it was good. That's the best ending to that situation I've ever heard. It's the greatest album cover ever. Like, it's just such a great album cover. It's just like you guys are just like standing I, there. I very rarely think about it, to be honest with you. It's, it's kind of one of those things that I guess I take for granted in my mind. I mean, it's, I remember it like it was yesterday taking the photo. Um, How many did you take? There was like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. There was three mm-hmm. or four good shots i think maybe we took a half a dozen maybe they, some were blurry or whatever but um yeah, yeah where, did, where did glenn get the horse blood from um uh, you go up to a slaughterhouse in new york state right okay 
that's so much less exciting than what I thought in my mind, but that makes sense. Yeah, you just go to a slaughter. Well, hey, you, you do know Glenn loves animals and would never hurt an animal. Of course, no, of course. Not, I do know that. That it's not his thing. Yeah, I, he likes animals more than he likes people, that's for sure. You know, we've talked a lot about the ins and outs of how they recorded Initium, but what is the music itself? We've talked about this on various other videos, but just for the sake of being a completionist and for the sake of being thorough, which is something that we pride ourselves on here at the From Us channel, what does Sam Haynes sound like? Well, I've, you know, again, you know, it's funny in some of the YouTube comments, you know, we've been having this ongoing conversation in the YouTube comments about Sam Hain. And some people are like, well, Sam Hain should just be its own category. Sam Hain is Sam Hain. Uh, I personally, I think of it as hardcore death rock or death rock by way of hardcore. It's post punk hardcore by way of death rock. The music fascinates me to no end. It's not commercial. Damien, a.k.a. Pete Marshall, has said that it's not blues-based, which also kind of blew my mind. The, the gothy aspect, you have the chimes and the bell tolls and yada, yada, yada. But, like, what about maybe, like, the guitar? Like, is there something that I'm missing here? Or what is it that makes it different from other hardcore? Um, it's, the, it's not blues-based. Oh. It, it was so non-blues-based, it or, you know, like regular rock guitar that it took me about a year to get back where I could actually play with people that weren't doing that. The other thing that's really important to recognize here is who are Sam Haynes' contemporaries when they're doing this sort of music? It's all hardcore bands. That's right. Building on the foundation that the Misfits established, Sam Hain is now playing with hardcore bands. Hardcore by this time in 1984 has really become formulaic. But then you have this band, Sam Hain, that comes out of nowhere and they're just doing songs like Macabre and The Howl and everything is angular and the drums are tribal, as everybody says. It's weird, man. It is really weird. Weird, wacky, wild stuff.